0: Welcome to the Inspirations Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper, devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host, Mark Bergman.
1: On this edition of the Inspirations podcast, audrey Bouchard, who lives with Stargardt's disease, is launching her stunning new multidisciplinary show called Camille. Inspired by the creator's visual impairment, this unique project has been specifically designed for those living with visual impairments. The set is open to only six audience members at a time, and any of those with vision or partial sight will be wearing a blindfold throughout the performance. André joins us right now on the Inspirations podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Tell us, I mean, we just had a sample of the production, but tell us uh, a bit about the production and how it came to be.
0: How it came to be, yes. So I had this idea... uh... Six years ago now, I myself, as you said, have a visual impairment and I work as a theatre and dance artist and I thought, what can people who, who cannot see anything uh, receive from a dance or a theatre proposition? And I, I, I became interested with this idea, how can we create a dance piece and a theatre piece that would be entirely accessible to an audience living with visual impairments? So. Over the last three years, we've developed a new working methodology where we have been creating and making decisions with our eyes closed, uh, trying to understand, for example, how can dance be transmitted if not seen but felt, and how can the set be understood by a spectator if it's not watched on stage, but if it's uh, also felt by just inviting the audience to walk into it.
1: It's an absolutely amazing concept. Those who cannot see are in a th- play setting and the play is happening around them through all their different senses, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes. And some it's very multi-sensorial. So we try to use all the senses and it's interdisciplinary. So there's more theatrical scenes and some scenes involve more movement. So are trying to explore a little bit, all the languages.
1: It's incredible. Tell me about um, how do you rehearse for something like this?
0: Yes, it's a very good question. So uh, it's been a long process. At the beginning, we were just trying to find strategies. How do we communicate our art to an audience living with a visual impairment? And uh, I myself close my eyes for most of the rehearsal process. And I guide the actors and the dancers based on what I hear or what I feel. And uh, we take turns. So the choreographer, for example, Lauriane Langis, she also closes her eyes at times and asks people to uh, perform the gestures for her, so she can make her choreographic choices based on how it's felt and how it sounds, rather than how how you see. So the whole the whole process of guiding dancers and actors and directing them is shifted because it's not anymore into uh it, we don't make decisions anymore uh, based on how what things look like yeah. yes yeah. exactly so it's it, more... it's a
1: real a different concept to sort of to wrap your head around for people who are listening to the podcast i just i just witnessed some of the scenes in the play. And it's, it's hard to describe, you know, everything is happening, happening around you. The actors are, are touching you, uh, you, you feel, you hear, there's emotion involved and there's gotta be a lot of trial and error in, in, in preparing, right?
0: Absolutely. We had, did a lot of training on how do we approach someone as well? How do we touch them? How do we uh, guide them in space? Trying to be clear because the performers... All have a part as a they all have characters in the show we didn't want them to talk to you and to tell you sit here because then it would take you out of your experience yeah. they're guiding you right absolutely they're guiding you but only with uh, with their physical intentions and gestures so yes not with their speech
1: sure so i mean you have to gain the trust of an audience member right away
0: absolutely so the a uh, welcoming process of the show is actually an important part that we worked on trying to make people comfortable telling them that we are all sighted in the theaters so everyone who's performing can see what's going on the lights are on and we are in charge of people's security and safety and also I think it's important to say that we adjust to the level of comfort comfortability of each spectator. So, you know, some spectators will be right away, very engaged with what's going on and some will be a little bit more shy and that's quite all right. Uh, Every person needs their time to adapt to this new experience. So I
1: I have to tell you, and this is not a reflection of the show whatsoever. I love the show. I love the experience. I was quite uncomfortable at the beginning.
0: I can imagine. Yes. And uh, to give you some credit, you were thrown today in a scene that's at the middle of the show so it's important to say that
1: so the show eases you in okay the show eases
0: you in yes there is a we've worked on dramaturgy of you know interaction so we start with very simple things we take you by the hand we place your hand on our arm so that you can follow us and then the more we go the more comfortable people get and they understand also okay what's this is the code. This is the play that's happening between the, uh, the, the performers and, and me. So we can, we can make them interact with us a little bit more as we go.
1: Now, I would assume the reaction is different from somebody who's visually impaired, uh, than somebody who can see. And by the way, it's important to mention those who can see that are coming to the play, you're fully blindfolded. You cannot see a thing. So both visually impaired and both people who can see aren't able to see in the play, but I would imagine the reaction is different,
0: right? Absolutely. The reaction is different. The experience is also a little different because someone who is visually impaired is much more comfortable in in, with its mobility, for example, with his or her mobility in the piece. So just walking in space, that's part of someone with a visual impairment's daily life, mm-hmm. you know, walking in space uh, without having any visual references. So they can move around with, with ease and they're less in a discomfort than people who are not used to wear a blindfold yeah. and not see anything. So definitely the response is different.
1: They're in their element, right?
0: They're in their element. So we kind of have this little sentence we say where in our show, people who live with a visual impairment are not in an environment where they are disabled, but people who are sighted are in an environment where they are disabled. Absolutely. And that's,
1: and that's, you know, further to my point. And again, it's not a negative thing. I was a little uncomfortable to begin. I was not in my own element to not be able to see for seven minutes and to have this experience going on around me using all my senses other than sight was, was, was a shock to the system.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, it is. Most of the people uh, are feel like that at the beginning and then at the end, they are really happy that they could let themselves go.
1: Now, there's a scene in the play you were telling me that um, there's a lot of audio going on. There's a radio and there's people speaking in the background. And, and you were telling me that there's a different reaction from people with visual impairment to people who can see with that particular scene, right?
0: Absolutely. So someone who is used not to see can uh, process much more different audio information at the same time, okay, how just so? because they're used to they told us once it's not necessarily that we have a better sense of of hearing it's because we concentrate all the time we have to concentrate to keep up with the conversation we have to concentrate to remember where we've put our things because then we won't see where they are so we have to remember and be fully concentrated so so you know i guess we develop this this uh, practice yeah. of being able to dissociate the information and being able to follow a conversation and at the same time, listen to radio on the background. As for someone who is used to see, normally we use our site to help us focus on what we want to focus on. And here, when you don't have your site, it becomes a lot of audio information at Mm. the same time.
1: Now you specifically in the play don't mention anything about uh, visual impairment or disabilities. Tell me why.
0: Yes, because uh, it is so present in the form already. We created this piece in order for people who live with visual impairments to be able to experience a show without missing anything. And uh, it became, you know, the, the form is, is so strong that it's a little bit part of the experience even I mean it's a little bit it is part of the experience yeah. and then we thought okay we don't want to talk in our store in the story we don't want to talk about that so it's not about the loss of sight the loss of it's about the loss of a friendship so basically we we chose the theme of the story based on the fact that you're guided throughout the piece and as you said before you have to learn to trust the performer guiding you Mm. and it's the story of this guy Pierre who loses his friend Camille who was kind of his guide in life and now he has to learn how can I make contact with new people you know I'm when you're 30 it's not so easy to make friends to make new friends how do you encounter people you don't know and how do you get comfortable with them which is part of part of the format of the show as well, but uh, we have decided not to address specifically the, the issue of losing sight. Also because our main audience, people who live with a visual disability, that's they deal with that uh, every day, so we don't. We don't want to address necessarily that in in the show as well. Yeah,
1: and they're coming to a show. It's an escape. It's entertainment, right?
0: Absolutely, it's entertainment.
1: Um, I've I've never heard of this concept before. Is this a first in in Montreal? Is it does it happen around the world? Uh,
0: yes. So. Uh, We did many much research on this and we realized that some artists in Montreal and abroad have started to explore this idea of proposing an artistic experience that does not involve sight. Sometimes you walk in a room and it's dark and sometimes you are asked to wear a blindfold. But uh, what we find, what is unique about our piece that we haven't found anywhere else is that we really designed it with people who have a visual impairment for them mm-hmm. so I think that many of the other work that's happening is for sighted people to experience what it is to be to to not see
1: has it been a challenge in your career in, in evolving in your career having having Stargardt disease and...
0: yeah it's a good question uh, I don't believe it has been of course I, I'm a lighting designer for theater and dance so okay. sometimes uh, I feel that to define if an artist's face on stage is well lit. I need the the collaboration of other people to tell me, is he he well lit? Is she in the dark? Um, But to get the artistic, develop the artistic ideas and with my collaborators, with the directors and to make people feel comfortable on stage, it has not been a problem so far. I think that... It's almost like I never realized how visual my work is until I ah. got the idea for this show. I just did it because I, I lost my sight when I was already studying visual arts and I just didn't question what I was going to do. Sure. Yes, and I believe that people working with me would tell you that uh, uh, I'm, I'm good at doing the job, yeah.
1: Amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, you certainly are. The play is, is unbelievable. I want to ask you a bit about being inclusive, Yes. do you find how can we be more inclusive to people with visual impairments in 2019
0: It starts for sure for this for our piece for example I'm gonna base it on our experience because I don't have the answer for yeah. everyone but we have really tried to change the way we're working you know because sometimes what we try to do is adapt uh, adapt a theater piece or adapt uh, a movie, so that it becomes accessible to people living with visual impairments. But the question we've asked ourselves is we don't want to create something conventional for people who can see and then adapt it to make it accessible. We want to create it right. from the start so it is inclusive. So I think, and it's been really challenging and enriching, I think, for people in my team to question ourselves oh, how do I create a set that. Yeah, people- because
1: most people in the team can see, right?
0: Absolutely. Everyone can see. And it's been really important that they, they can see because we are sure. guiding everyone. But it is uh, it is interesting to even question, OK, how do we do things? How do we create things? And then it's not just about making, making the piece in this case. It's also how do we get people to come to the theater? How do we welcome them? Where do we uh, keep their dogs so that they feel safe, that their guiding dogs are in the theater beside them while they're living that experience? So, you know, there's a whole portion of creating the art, but then also, okay, what are the specific needs of the audience that is going to come? And how can we make them comfortable? And how can we, you know, they, they come with specialized transport. So we have to take that into account. Uh, How much earlier in advance are they going to come here? What do we, how do we entertain them? Because they come here sometimes an hour in advance with their transport, you know?
1: It's amazing, you know, and maybe it sounds like a cliche, but, you know, we take for granted our sight.
0: Absolutely. Uh, It just,
1: it seems so easy, but when you're put in a position uh, to lose your your, your site and be immersed in this experience, it's totally different.
0: Absolutely. We take it for granted and... It's been very enriching also to meet the community of people living with visual impairments and to ask them, are you interested in attending a play? Are you interested in attending dance? What is it? What do you, what's beauty for you? We ask them questions like that. What? helps you to escape or you know what motivates you and we try to choose the themes of the piece also based on their perception and uh, and their answers so I think that just uh, to answer your question how do we become more inclusive just to meet the people you know there's all kinds of impairments and just
1: meeting and understanding
0: absolutely uh, absolutely for people
1: who are listening who are visually uh, visually impaired who might be uncomfortable to come to the show what do you want to tell them
0: I want to tell them, uh, please come. (laughs) Uh, Not for me, but come because we created this piece really with I would say around 30 people living with visual impairments who came in rehearsal and gave us their feedback. And everyone, I believe, had a good experience when they came to rehearsal. They told us, you touch us, but it's always with great respect and it's always gentle and we want to be a part of this. So I would tell them, come and experience it at any time during the piece if you don't enjoy it you are what, you can leave you can but i think that it's, it hasn't happened yet <laughs> and i think that people uh, you know they they get out at the end and they they talk with the other spectators who were there they get you know they exchange with other people they meet new people as well so it's a it's a space for exchange and encounter
1: and you were telling me sometimes you have tears in your eyes watching the audience members, right?
0: Absolutely. And the performers, they worked so hard. And just to see them go interact with someone, making them comfortable, trying to give them some joy and some love is uh, is always very touching for me because I wanted to create. Art as a practice, I want to create art to give something to people, you know, to make people happy and to give them uh, some joy, to give them love, to give them emotions. So for me, when I watch people interacting together and I see that They have smiles on their faces. I feel like it's quite special what we do.
1: A unique art experience for people living with visual impairments can be an immersive and multi-sensational show beyond sight the 4th to the 22nd of September at May, the Montreal Arts Interculturelle. Yes. Thanks for joining us on the podcast.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure.